nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Rolling. Are you rolling? Yes. Fratloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 374 on the last day of April. Uh, that would be April 30th, mm-hmm. 2020. Mm-hmm. 91 degrees was the high on this day in two occasions. April 30, 1934, and April 30, 1952, and the low was 24 in 1903, and no ice outdates today for Minnetonka or White Bear, but we are not done yet with ice outdates. And those are brought to you by? By Aquaside, keeping your lakefront free of weeds for, since 1956. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse. 1130. On the east shore boom. of Spoon Lake. <laughs> It's, it's Garage boom. Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Yeah. Here is your Flashlight King, <laughs> Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye, citizens of Gumption County. The Friday garage door opener watch has been changed to a warning. Whoa. Conditions suggest that the uh, temperature will hit 70 tomorrow. That would constitute a garage logic opening. And the uh, watch has been lifted and replaced by a warning. Wow. I don't care what your forecasted high says on your phone. I have consulted with scientific data, and it's a very probable that a garage door opener will be held in Garage Logic tomorrow. Where's the party? Uh, I'm just looking at a story that I just caught my eye as we went on the air. Uh, U.S. intelligence convinced that coronavirus is not man-made. And I only bring that up to suggest uh, for all of you people who think that uh, you're bigger than the earth and that uh, humankind, I know this is Positive Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, and you think that uh, humankind is destroying the earth and you refuse to accept the truth, which is that the earth is trying to kill us, always has, and always will. If you really believe that you are capable of killing the earth, then why are you wearing a mask and carrying around disinfectant wipes? That's just my question to the public. I mean, I'll put one on in a store. Yeah, I got mine on. But, well, I don't have mine on now. Well, you know what I mean. My point is, there's a, a whole culture out there that thinks, we must save the earth, we must save the earth. Well, the earth is throwing this virus at you. So if you really believe that the earth is not capable of harming you, then what the hell are you wearing a mask for? That's, that's all I had to say about that. That's all I had to say. I forgot to sound this, by the way. Joe, can I see how big your gavel is? That's the wrong one. I wanted to. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to fire this one. <laughs> I didn't hear that one before. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Cheryl. All right, yeah. that was good stuff, Reavers. That was Hi, really good stuff. All right. I was going to sound the GL gavel um, to to signify that we we're having a uh, warning for the opener tomorrow. So I'll let you Jeff know. in Brooklyn Park notes, Joe, the space station flies directly overhead at five eighteen a.m. 
Thursday, April 30th. That's today, so I missed that. It's <laughs> up early, too. Where are you? Uh, Tracy in Butternut, Wisconsin. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Hail you. Happy GL anniversary. Today is also my sister's birthday. If I recall, this was posted yesterday. If I recall correctly, the GL podcast began on September 10th, my birthday. What are the odds? Well, knowing your math abilities, I shouldn't even ask. Let me stop here and back this up, Tracy. First of all, you, uh, you note that yesterday, April 29th, was your sister's birthday, and you also noted happy GL anniversary. Then in the next sentence, you say, if you recall correctly, the GL podcast began on September 10th. You're not recalling correctly. The GL podcast began April 29th, 1993. No, 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 no. No, no, it didn't. No, no. The show, Wrong. The Wrong. show began on April 29th. What did She's I say? right. The podcast oh, did I'm start sorry. on September 10th. Oh, I, I apologize. I apologize to Tracy and Butternut. Let me do this again. Not Tracy and Butternut. That sounds like maybe a pet or something. Tracy in Butternut, Wisconsin. Okay, hail the flashlight king. Happy GL anniversary. Today is also my sister's birthday. If I recall correctly, the GL podcast began on September 10th, my birthday. I get it. I get it. They have two birthdays affiliated with the show See? in that in that in that family, and I find that I find that to be positive. There we go. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Hail you. I have had quite a few best beers over the years, but the one I am most looking forward to, I hope, is in the very near future. The problem is that for this moment to materialize, I need the help of every citizen in Garage Logic as well as your mayoral staff. Joel, for the love of God, do something about that crappy chair you're sitting in. <laughs> On what planet is it okay to subject your constituents to that constant grinding and squeaking every day? Whether it's a treasured family heirloom handed down for generations, or you pulled it out of your neighbor's boulevard garbage pile at midnight the night before garbage day, it's a piece of crap. Please understand that as a GLer from your very first radio broadcast, I send you this letter with all due respect to the mayor of our beloved town. You stop the broadcast to harangue Kenny about hearing him breathe, flip open his zippo, or light a cigar. Last week, the noise Johnny's dog was making distracted you. I can't hear any of that on the broadcast. I can't even hear those guys talk. All I hear is that chair drilling into my eardrums every single day, and I don't know how much more I can take. Just a minute. (laughs) You have to... You have tried to sell it off as the pontoon on Spoon Lake, gently tugging on the dock cleats as the waves roll onto the beach. I closed my eyes and tried to imagine that, but all I saw was you sitting in your basement, rocking back and forth in that chair as you try to find your pencil. So I closed this letter with high hopes that I someday, soon, enjoy that future best beer. I'm asking all citizens of GL and your mayoral staff to rise up and convince you to throw that godforsaken chair into a dumpster and light it on fire. The first podcast that I can enjoy without listening to that chair will be the podcast I listen to while enjoying my best beer of all time. What if that day happens in this year's garage door opener? That's tomorrow. Well, that would make it the greatest beer of all time. Pushing back against the mystery in that chair, Marty. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do just for Marty. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow... 
We are strongly anticipating the garage door opener, which is, which is the high holy season in Garage Logic. That's our uh, that's our biggest holiday celebration in GL, Absolutely. wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I'll I'll use a different chair tomorrow. Really? I will. You know, it's funny because we will get a lot of emails about it. I don't even notice it anymore. I try to be careful, but uh, I, I try to also accommodate my people. Sure. And huh. uh, if if uh, <laughs> if Marty's that distressed, I feel it incumbent upon me to alleviate his burden. You know, if we were one of those wacky morning shows, we would say, let's throw up a poll question. Do you like the mayor's squeaky chair or do you not? Call ah! me now. Uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey wants us to all know how lucky we are that Rookie got fired at TSA because their rates of infection oh, are incredible. I saw this yesterday. Just incredible. But it's positive then that we still have Rook and he didn't get it. See, Absol- that's positive. Absolutely. That's positive. And, and it's positive that I'm going to address the problem of the uh, of the chair, the US, the uh, squeaky chair. <laughs> Kenny, how are you? I, I'm uh, I'm I'm beaten down by life, Joe. I'll just be honest. I was, I was gonna I was gonna say I'm fine and everything's awesome, but life is uh, just beating me down. The mm-hmm. combination of uh, trying to get through to CenturyLink and convincing my oh. wife to deal with it instead of me because the bill is in her name has just frustrated me to the point where uh, I need to go huff some paint fumes or something here. Is this uh, uh, in relation just, to your? Uh, Telephone use, is that a problem? Well, uh, we discovered yesterday after the podcast, I did a what's called a speed test on my situation here and discovered that my upload and download speed is not what it could be. Um, so I need to call CenturyLink and get an upgrade, which I guess is possible and won't cost anything uh, or, or not much anyway. Mm-hmm. But the bill is not in my name. Okay. Um, yeah. Thanks. That's so, all I really needed to know. Yeah. That's good. And yeah. uh, thanks for caring, Joe. I really appreciate the I, fact I, that I, you actually, you truly, really do care about me. Well, until you started telling this story, then I, I backed off. <laughs> say, Ken, uh, Kenny, I share your frustration, by the way, with that company. Yeah. Say, Tim at uh, EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake wants you to know that they're closed to normal foot traffic business, but they are able to meet people by appointment to sell them vehicles like electric bikes, the scooters, the motorcycles. And if you don't want to go out, you don't want to make an appointment and go to EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake, right on Highway 61 in person, you can still look online at EcoFundMotorsports.com. Give them a call. Pick out what you want. You can ring it up over the phone, and the uh, slight paperwork left can be done at your house when they deliver your new bike. Uh, these are uh, these Bintelli e-bikes are the answer. They're the idea. Way to social distance. At 2 o'clock this afternoon, Governor Tim Walls will be addressing the state, and I would imagine extending the uh, stay-at-home orders, which uh, means that you might want to get out now more than ever and do your social distancing on an electric-assist bicycle from EcoFun. Call them at 612 321 8867 to get yours or to set up an appointment to get one you will uh, you will not regret it they're very fun they're economical and we got a lot of bike riding ahead of us garage logic will be back shortly
Hello again, this is Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Fratelloni's is open every day till 6 p.m., seven days a week. Please come on in. We are practicing ultra no-touch social distance customer service. You're going to come in and we're going to say, hey, what can we help you find from 10 feet away? We're not going to touch you. You're not going to touch us. We're constantly cleaning our stores. We're really trying to be as safe for our employees and as safe for our customers as we possibly can. So be aware that our customer service is going to be a little different. Stop on at Fratelloni's right now. Come on in, social distance customer service, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Suchere. Reporting, maybe, is what it used to be. This would be day number two. Oh, good. The New York State Police say they caught a driver doing 142 miles an hour on the Palisades Parkway this week. It happened Tuesday, April 28, at approximately 2.30 p.m. State police from the Haverstraw Barracks saw an Audi S8 traveling at a high rate of speed southbound on the Palisades Parkway in the town of Ramapo. Troopers verified the speed at 142 on a radar in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. Police say the driver, Sergei Reznichenko, a commie, 34 of Spring Valley was ticketed for speeding and improper passing. He's due back in court. Uh, that's it. But, A, we got the, the car. Uh, two things. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we, uh, we had the reporter breakdown uh, that the Dodge in question either had to be a Viper or a Hellcat mm-hmm. to go 180 miles an hour. One question, uh, some emailers were wondering, what cop car is out there that can do 180? Oh, I, How did that guy get uh, caught, the 180 guy? In- they're in Hellcats too, are they not? Or are they just Chargers? Uh, I doubt I, if they're I, in Hellcats. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They're probably they're too rare to be in a, a Hellcat. But, Actually, uh, I, I see. Oh, go ahead. I see okay, them in sorry. Chargers all the time. Uh, Joe, before you continue, uh, I forgot to forward you this email this morning, but uh, this is from Robert. Or excuse me, Bob Clow. Uh, Joe, do your homework. Speaking about cars that do 180, I have a 2018 Dodge Challenger SRT 392 Challenger. Black. That yeah. uh, that Kenny saw when you guys were at Jack's. If you did your research, you'd find oh. that this car does 182 miles an hour, top speed, no limiter, zero to sixty in 4.1 seconds. Yes, quarter mile yes. in 12.3 seconds at 117 miles an hour. See you in my rearview mirrors. Keep pushing back and good luck. My Such. old English bulldog Roycey says, "Woof to you, Bob." Such, this is the guy I followed on University Avenue. Oh, yeah. And he's he's in this hot rod, and I'm in my farm truck, and finally he got sick of me being on his back bumper and just completely dusted me. And wouldn't you know it, I pull into uh, Jack's, and he was just parking. I'll be damned. I, as soon as I got inside, I walked right up to him and started bending his ear about that car. <laughs> sexy, I, uh... sexy car. I, do you think there's a possibility that we're in these high-speed situations, we're getting the cars identified uh, for purposes of shaming? Uh, by that, I mean, I'll take you back about two summers ago. Remember the Star Tribune? Yes. Put it on the front page about these guys with their Lambos and Ferraris. 394, uh, race, right? Racing yep. on 394. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Where you, I just got the feeling that if it had been a bunch of uh, Hyundais, they never would have written the story. 
but because they were probably considered to be rich, white, privileged people who live on, in YZ and can afford Lambos and Ferraris, they made a big deal out of it. Do you think that's what we're seeing now? If, if somebody got ticketed going 120 in a uh, Chevrolet, you think we're going to read about it? Mm, yeah, I don't think Camaro, so. If it's a Camaro yeah. or a Vet, yes, but you're right. Uh, otherwise, I agree. If it's a guy in a Silverado, nope. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think what this is is a chance for the news-gathering institutions to wag their fingers at what they would be considering uh, excessive petroleum use, excessive uh, ostentatious cars and what have you. Suits, you got to remember, uh, uh, they get the news organizations get these stories from the patrol offices themselves right. yep. uh, from press releases. And uh, and I know here in the state of Minnesota, state patrol, very stoic and stodgy, and uh, they don't have a lot of fun on, on public or on uh, social media. But, boy, they really, really like to shame speeders. And it really, it actually makes them look really, really bad because they really love shaming speeders. What well, if, oh, I, well but, but my point is... Uh, they could send the same report, to, or the newspaper could pick up the same report if, if it involved two Ford Tauruses. I'm telling you, the paper's not going to run it. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, you, you know, I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. What if yeah. it's a uh, What if it's a guy in a Silverado on 94 going the speed limit, but eating an entire double smoked ham from Grunhoffers on his way to Alexandria? I would note that. I would note that. <laughs> The Minnesota State Fair is the Minnesota State Fair, uh, which cannot keep itself out of the news, is assuring Minnesotans that it has not been canceled. Wow. Despite posts circulating on social media reportedly suggesting otherwise. We have been made aware of the posts circulating throughout social media that are disseminating rumors and false information. The State Fair has not been canceled, uh, the organizers said Thursday today. Last week's the State Fair's general manager, Jerry Hammer, said they do not have to decide yet whether to cancel the the, uh, the State Fair. As of right now, the fair is on track to start Thursday, Aug. 27. So what are they? They're just waiting for a breakthrough? Is that what they're antici- or trying to hope for at this point? I think Hammer, uh, Hammer not only loves that fair, but has really grown to understand what it means. To the people of Minnesota. I, mm-hmm. I really think it means a great deal. And as he says again, he's he, it's going to be all or nothing. He will not consider alternate dates. He won't shorten the duration. He won't reduce the scale. It's all or nothing. And I think that's what he's waiting for. He's waiting to deter- because if it was going to be uh, chopped up, he could be doing that right now. Right. He but could it, be arranging a smaller fair with different dates and figuring out guidelines to social distance. He's not doing that. You're either going to get the fair, as you know the fair, or we're just going to have to wait a year. So let's just say it does happen, because uh, I don't think it's going to, but let's just say it does happen. There is no way that they're going to have the attendance that they did a year ago. Probably not. And now the latest, uh, I know it's Positive Thursday, but you can drive yourself crazy just looking at the headline changes and just, for example, the Drudge Report. And now a new model, all models are wrong, some are useful. A new model says 100,000 dead by end of summer in the, in the U.S. Oh, wasn't that yeah. nice? Mm-hmm. Positive Thursday. And there are also, you know, you can find stories that say, after the lockdown, we'll become a world of masks. You want to bet? I ain't wearing no mask after this thing goes away. 
You might have it's to, though. It's not going away. That's just it. It's, it's not going away, Joe. Well, uh, until there's a vaccine, uh, I realize it's, it's a coronavirus, so is the common cold, and they come and go and come and go. I... Uh, I, I'm still on the uh, on, on the school of we got to open up or we won't have a country to come back to. But when you do read of the people who who catch this seriously, my God, what a hideous illness they get! It's yeah. just uh, the CP follows. Uh, you might be aware of this case. I, I think she does it to torture herself. The CP follows a, a young blonde wife and mom of a Broadway. A dancer, uh, Nick, somebody who uh, who has it so bad that his uh, he's in his thirties, fit, never smoked. His lungs look like those of a, a guy who smoked fifty years. There are now holes in his lungs. Ugh. He can't. I can't possibly imagine he'll ever have a normal life, even if he does live. And then I read today there's a one hundred and one year old guy at the at the vet's hospital in Minneapolis who survived. This is the most hideous damn virus ever. There's no rhyme or reason for what it does to people. Right, and the unknown is what is the most terrifying aspect of it because you just don't know how your own physical well-being will react to contracting it. And again, I mean, we, we talked about this earlier in the week. There's a decent chance that we've all already had it and didn't even know it. Well, I, I'd like to know that. Yeah, yeah me too. I sure would. Here, I got to get you this guy's name. So, it's, it's it's quite a story. Do you are you on to the actual positive news about COVID nineteen and the yes. FDA reportedly to uh, authorize it, the use of? I bought shares in that company today. <laughs> Rem, uh, help me pronounce it. Remdesiv- Remdesiv- Rem made by Gilead. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I hell, I, I bought twenty shares. Big deal. Just to give me something to look at. Uh, Do you trade in your fiat stock for that stuff? Oh no, that's okay. going to get me someplace. Uh, I tried to find you that guy's name, but I can't right now. Say, I uh, uh, keeping up on positivity. I have the. Uh, there's a story today uh, on how to shop safely at the farmers markets. Oh, I, I believe Royce oh. was wondering about that the other day. Yes, he was. He was very worried. Although I don't think he goes to the farmers market. Take a walk. He also yeah, was advocating you... my son become a fishing guide. That was an <laughs> odd one there. <laughs> Farmers markets are considered essential grocery providers by the state, and they can stay open during the pandemic, provided shoppers stay at least six feet from each other, and workers and all food is taken off-site before eating. Uh-huh. Did we lose Such? No, I read the sentence wrong. Oh, it's open, provided them. shoppers stay at least six feet from each other and workers, and all food is taken off-site before eating. I thought the workers had to be taken off-site before eating. I, I missed a comma there. So there you have it. There. Hey. Here, I got the rules right here. Are you a big farmer's market guy, Joe? I've been to one. Okay. Yeah. The city of Minneapolis says shoppers will see a number of safety precautions set up at farmer's markets this season, including Borders around the market with limited entrance and exit, Mm -hmm. a limited number of customers in the market at one time, wider one-way aisles, credit card no-touch transactions, hand-washing stations, no samples offered, 
Uh, the city is offering the following guidelines for farmers markets. Uh, stay home if you're sick. Send only one person into the market. Wear a cloth face covering. Wash hands frequently. Be efficient and not mingle. Do not touch products until the vendor hands them their purchase. Uh, pre-order online if possible. Yeah, there you have it. All you right. Want to, you want to go to the farmer's market. That's all you That's all you really, really have to do. Everybody is taking the precautions, aren't they? You know who doesn't have to? Aquaside. That's right. Because uh, they're not going to deal with you. They're going to deal with your weed problem at your lakefront. They're not going to have any social distancing problem. They've been keeping beaches weed-free and vegetation-free since 1956, and uh, it's the answer. The products are safe. They're easy to use. They don't harm the lake. They don't harm the fish. They only take care of the weeds and the vegetation. I'm, I'm going to be out today on the, on the uh, SSGL, the pontoon. I'm going to take a ride on Spoon Lake. I can always tell you who uses Aquaside and who doesn't. Aquaside lakefronts are free of weeds and muck. Those products are registered with the EPA and DNR, so there's no need to let weeds overtake your kid or pond this summer and wrap their wrap those weeds around some kid's leg and the kid freaks out, you don't have to worry about that. Go to Aquaside.com. If you don't know what you're dealing with, call them, and they'll help you identify your weed problem. Call them at 1-800-328-9350 for a complete line of lake and pond products from, from weed control to algae control to rakes and cutters. one 800 328-9350. Aquaside is the official weed-free company of Garage Logic and, of course, Spoon Lake. Well, University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe. Welcome Suchere. back to golf season. Not only can he turn a negative into a positive, he'll do it right in front of you. He's not ashamed. Mr. Fender Bender Mender, Mike Schoonover of Schoonover Body Works and Glass and Shoreview is on the line with us. You guys know there are one-stop, family-owned, third-generation body shop and the sole sponsor of Positive Thursday here. I'm trying, Mike. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. Come on, Joe. It's the greatest day of the week. It's the greatest day of the week. Yeah. You know what we've got going tomorrow here at GL, right, Mike? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the uh, the opener. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we are going to, uh, as a company, have our opener and have uh, have our employees who are working and those who uh, have been furloughed come back and have a quote unquote safety meeting. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, today I'm going to go up to the Grund and pick up some brats, and uh, we're going to have some snacks at our little garage door opener safety meeting tomorrow. Wonderful. Awesome. Wonderful. Awesome. Such, uh I don't know if I've told you this, Joe, but uh, Mike is seeing more and more GLers show up every day during this time of crisis we're living in. It's pretty cool. How, they're if not I getting in accidents. For- Oh well, hey, no, Joe. They are. They are. People oh. are out and about, and things are things are are going. Uh, things are picking up. So, but if I had a if I had a dollar for every time somebody said I heard you on GL, um, it's it's just incredible. It's great. That's fantastic. Good. I love to Mike, hear that. 
what are you going to do, Mike, tomorrow as you guys are partying in your parking lot and GLers start showing up wanting a bite of a wiener? Or hey, where's, a, where's my brat? <laughs> where's the party? <laughs> it'll be it'll be at five o'clock. It'll be after hours. And guys, this is a this is a safety meeting. This is a this is an important uh, this is an important action that we have to partake in. So uh, we're going to be distancing and we're going to be talking about safety. How can I, why can I see you winking over the phone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What a perfect day for it. They've been doing this for 80 years. Schoonovers uh, is always rated as one of the best body shops here in the Metro. When it comes to body shops, uh, GLers, we all know we have our choice, and we want to thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Thank you very much, Mike, and have fun tomorrow. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. you. Say, uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey notes that Patrick unknowingly, oh, I'm getting a bad echo, Reeves. That's because your headphones are crooked. I can already tell. But you're, uh... Patrick unknowingly uttered a thought on Monday Night Sports Talk that would make a great T-shirt slogan. You can buy vegetables, but you can't buy pants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kenny. I really want to play this over over the microphone because I just listened to this off the air. Can I play this video that you sent me? Uh, Such Mike sent us a video via text of a uh, GLers so cool. a GLers hot rod running. So all right, uh, and I we tried to get it on the computer, but we it's not working Here. for some reason. Hang tight. Try it. <laughs> Wait for it. Oh, Turn I like that it. thing off! <laughs> I, can just, I can just see Sooch running in. Turn that off! What's wrong with you? The whole premise is lubrication. Oh, man. Wow, what a beautiful car. Yeah. President Donald Trump on Wednesday called the footage from the Pentagon showing unidentified aerial phenomena a hell of a video and told Reuters he wonders if it's real. See, he's surprising me here. He's now questioning whether the uh, UFO material is real, and yet he's being shown the film, and it's, well, of course it's real. Earlier this week, the Pentagon officially released three videos. Reeves, it has nothing to do with my headphones. God bless it. The Pentagon officially... Where's Height? I'm right here. In fact, I have that story, but I thought, well, I don't know what Joe's doing. So I forgot. Just you know what, Johnny? Just let him continue. Hold tight, Johnny. He is on. He is uh, on a terror today. Yeah, they're going to be okay. <laughs> you Hold go tight, ahead, Johnny. Johnny. You go I'll ahead. Let, let me read that story. Let's start. With I that wish story you would. I wish you would. As long as you said that. Uh, earlier this week, the Pentagon officially released three videos that show what appear to be unidentified flying objects rapidly moving, while recorded by infrared cameras. Two of the videos contain service members reacting in awe at how quickly the objects are moving. Uh, Trump said of the videos, I just wonder if it's real. That's a hell of a video. The Navy had acknowledged the veracity of the videos, which had been previously released by a private company in September. They officially released them this week in order, in their words, to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that's been circulating was real or whether or not there's more to the videos. In 2017, one of the pilots who saw one of the unidentified objects in 2004 told CNN that it moved in ways he could not explain. Uh, Trump, uh, while he has in the past spread some conspiracy theories around himself, but he says he's skeptical of UFOs. 
In an interview with ABC News last year, the president said he'd had a meeting on the subject, but that he's skeptical that the fast-moving objects are anything extraterrestrial. I did have one very brief meeting on it, he said in the interview, but people are saying they're seeing UFOs. Do I believe it? Not particularly. Well, is he so predisposed uh, to believing things are fake that that he probably thinks this is fake? Well. I saw the video. There's nothing fake about it. Somebody's watching us. And if the Navy has told him that these were our pilots and they saw it, why why doubt it? I I don't doubt it. And that they taped it. Here's a theory. Let's say that not only are UFOs real, but so are aliens. We have definitive proof. We actually have alien craft and alien bodies. Okay? You with yeah. me so far? Sure. And we, w- and we want to keep it secret. Wouldn't the secret holders want to do everything in their power to keep Trump away from them and, and to uh, lie to him and not let him know the real truth? Because once he knows the truth, he's going live. Right? Yes. Well, they showed him the truth. But I'm taking it an extra step. I'm saying we actually have alien bodies and alien craft in our possession. Like they bought and a house we, in Woodbury. Is that what you're saying? And if we do, wouldn't we want to keep? Wouldn't they want to keep that from Trump because they know Trump would tell everybody? Boy, that's kind of a conspiracy theory on well, that's, top of a conspiracy. That's theory. a yeah. that's a Pandora's yeah. conundrum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till uh, the comedian J.L. Coven gets a hold of this story, and uh, I'm sure he'll have a tweet or two about it. Diet Fresca. <laughs> Governor Tim Walz expected to announce the next steps in the stay-at-home order he issued to combat the spread of COVID-19. That happens this afternoon, today being Thursday. The order, which Walls extended at the beginning of the month, is set to expire on Monday. Uh, this morning, he did say, quote, he'll keep rolling with the business community in opening up more businesses. Of course, we don't know what that means now, but uh, we'll know by this afternoon. A group of small business owners is challenging that series of executive orders from Governor Walls that forced them to close their businesses. They say larger companies have been allowed to operate even though they provide similar goods or services. That's kind of like the Royce quote you just said, Joe, right? You can buy vegetables, but you can't buy pants. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike anti-shutdown cases in other states, the lawsuit filed by members of the Free Minnesota Small Business Coalition is not seeking any financial damages. Instead, the owners are asking the Court of Appeals to strike down the orders on the grounds that they are unconstitutional. If the group wins, that ruling would allow thousands of small businesses to open sooner than the government wants. However, even if the court agrees to hear the case on an expedited basis, it would take at least 30 days to get a ruling, according to attorney Eric Cardall, who represents the business owners. And by then, the governor might have already relaxed the order, making the lawsuit moot, according to Cardall. The Grocers Association of Minnesota is suggesting a new safety measure for people who still prefer to come to the store and shop, and that would be uh, putting a mask on. A visit to several grocery stores Wednesday revealed some shoppers who masked up. At least one store now, that would be Costco, says starting Monday, May 4th, all customers will have to wear face masks or face coverings if they want to shop in the store. The face covering requirement does not apply to children younger than two years old or people who can't wear a face mask due to a medical condition. Costco stipulated the use of a face mask is not a substitute for social distancing. So you've seen... Oh, go ahead, Jenny. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. I was just going to say, you guys have seen these photos of these serpentine lines that are outside of these big places such as Costco, correct? Yes. Uh, My question is, aren't you just as likely to get sick 
being in that line for who God knows how long as opposed to actually being in the store? I don't know. You are supposed to be six feet apart in those lines. <laughs> okay. they're, they're marked off with X's. I got you. Okay. I, I know that. As you guys know, I have somebody in my house who works at Costco. Got it. Uh, she says sometimes the folks who shop there are unpleasant to deal with involving this whole thing. So we're wondering what happens Monday when they're told they have to put a mask on. Oh, that'll so I know a Costco uh, a shopper who will now stop going to Costco because he won't wear a mask. Well. And I can't buy yeah. pants. That's what should it's happen. It's not Pat. Oh, Pat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, as long as they don't go and start yelling at the people who work there, that would be the important part, I think. Just don't go. If, yeah. you, if you don't want to wear a mask, don't go. There, that's my editorial comment for the day, all right? Thank you. Very deep. <laughs> President Trump says the federal government will not be extending these social distancing guidelines when they expire Thursday. At the end of the month, Trump told reporters in the Oval Office the coronavirus guidelines will be fading out because of the work that the governors are doing in their states. Vice President Mike Pence said the guidelines issued 45 days ago have been incorporated into guidance provided to the states and how they began the process of gradually reopening their economies. It's Positive Thursday. Here's your positive uh, coronavirus story. Dr. Right, Anthony I'm, Fauci. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to hear a positive one. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci says it's not out of the question the U.S. could have a viable coronavirus vaccine by January. The director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases told Savannah Guthrie on Today Thursday the government is quickly working on getting an answer to whether a vaccine is effective before beginning to manufacture hundreds of millions of doses. Fauci said we want to go quickly, but we want to make sure it's safe and effective. I think that's doable if things fall in the right place. Scientists at England's Oxford University said Wednesday the vaccine they're developing could potentially be ready by September. Manufacturing a potential vaccine would be an, on an accelerated timeline in order to get it to people as fast as they can. Fauci said, if so, we're going to start ramping up production with the companies involved, and you do that at a risk. In other words, you don't wait until you get an answer before you start manufacturing. You, at risk, proactively start making it, assuming that it's going to work. If it does, then you can scale up and hopefully get to that timeline. Does that get the horn? Which word? Proactive. Proactively. Yes, it does. It does. Okay. It does. Uh, John? Yes, Kenny? That's a vaccine story. Do you have the story on the, I don't know what it would be, a cure or a w whatever it is that they're saying is going to work to help stop the disease if you have it? I heard you fellas talking about it, so I did not bring it in. You're talking about the, the medicine, right? That, Remdesivir, uh, or, or however right. you pronounce it. Yeah. And they seem to be able to treat patients who already have it with that. And uh, I, I noticed in the stories I read, it said the recovery time is cut by at least three days, from 14 to 11 days, and the symptoms aren't quite as bad if they start taking it. Wonderful. I right? hope that's. I hope that works for people. That's very good news. Uh, some more positive news. Of course, this is a bad time for everybody with jobs, but people who play music are really suffering if they're a local musician. Mm -hmm. Minnesota fans have stepped up in a big way to support the local live music community, handing over $130,000 so far to the Twin Cities Music Community Trust in the first six weeks of the quarantine. More than 300 on weed. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, these uh, stereotypes that you perpetuate. 
More than 350 people have applied for and will receive grant money from the fund so far, according to First Avenue representatives. Musicians make up 52% of the recipients, followed by bartenders and servers at 16%, event planning staff at 11%, then stagehands, ticketing employees, and production crew members all under 10% apiece. Grants up to $500 apiece have gone out or are currently being processed, and no applicants have been turned away yet, according to the announcement. This was all created by First Ave more than a decade ago as an ongoing fund for sidelined musicians and club employees. It was already in place for a fast COVID-19 response. It looks like most of the clubs will remain closed right now at least through May. I was uh, chatting with a friend of mine in the industry uh, a couple of days ago, and the next big domino to fall are all of these local breweries. They are in big, big trouble right now, yeah. which is there a shame. A story uh, in the Star Tribune yesterday about how they're oh was there? I guess I missed issues. that oh yeah there and it, if if walls you know extends this stay-at-home order, I bet a lot of them start closing. It's too bad. Yeah, it'd be a shame. USS Minnesota has been named the best ship in the Atlantic Fleet. The state's namesake was recently awarded the Battenberg Cup by the military for the crew's excellence in all aspects of submarine operations. The USS Minnesota is a nuclear-powered fast-attack submarine, the 10th of the planned 48-boat Virginia class. She's the third United States Navy vessel to bear that name, and the second of two named for the state. The third one was named for the Minnesota River. Those guys on subs have my eternal admiration. I just couldn't do it. I, there's no way. As much as I love the water, I just would uh, I'd find that very difficult. More power to them. Mm-hmm. And congratulations to the USS Minnesota. Did you know we gave an award? I did, I was unaware of that. I did not know. Like a best of best of show or whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, they keep their boat ship shape. Mm-hmm. A Spanish news anchor accused of cheating on his TV star girlfriend when viewers spotted a, a spotted a semi naked woman sauntering behind him while he was filming a live segment. <laughs> That's some bad timing, isn't it, John? For, <laughs> 41-year-old Alfonso Merlos was hosting the Estado de Alarma Channel News Report from his home amid the coronavirus lockdown when a scantily clad gal walked into the background of the shot. And a follow-up, <laughs> that video had the most downloads in internet history. <laughs> Eagle-eyed fans pointed out the woman was not his partner, Marta Lopez, the former star of uh, the Big Brother Spanish reality show. It sparked a media firestorm earlier this week. Merlos remained silent for days despite accusations of two-timing, but then apologized to Lopez during an appearance on the Ana Rosa news show on Monday. He said, if you think that my attitude has not been correct or that there are things that I have not done well, I have no problem asking forgiveness, although my goal was not to harm someone else. That's a real non-apology. That's a real non-apology apology. That is. (laughs) Even Spain is plagued with these crummy shows, huh? (laughs) Yep. He claimed he'd broken up with the reality star before the at-home segment was shot, but Lopez insisted they were still together at the time. She called the incident unpleasant and shameful. You know what he did? He did the, that ain't me. He didn't deny enough, did he? (laughs) That's not me on TV. That's not me. The partially clothed woman was later identified as journalist Alexia Rivas. Rivas said she'd been dating the newsman for several weeks. Nice. In Arkansas. Good for them. hmm? Good for them. Yeah. At least somebody's getting it. <laughs> Sound a little down there, Kenny. I heard yeah, you Kenny's, say, uh, not, Kenny's fighting not with the world, John. Yeah, the CenturyLink thing, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. In Arkansas, 
Local law enforcement is seeing an uptick in one specific crime with students out of school and having lots of time on their hands. That problem is graffiti. It's showing up across multiple towns in northwest Arkansas during the coronavirus pandemic. Five News in Arkansas spoke with residents in some of the neighborhoods impacted, and they say graffiti keeps popping up overnight, more and more showing up every day. In Fayetteville and Gravette, police say they are aware of the situation, have a good idea who's responsible. They say kids are bored. That, according to Sergeant Murphy with the Fayetteville Police Department, said it's predominantly a juvenile crime that's occurring. They're walking around with backpacks on, spray-painting fences and walls and garages. Maybe that's what Royce should do. He should pick up graffiti. He's a little bored. I have something for uh, John and Chris. Okay. Uh-oh. And it comes to us via Mumbai, India, where Tom okay. Lyman provides us with this date in history. On this day in 1961, Harmon Killebrew hit his first ever home run for the Minnesota Twins, 467 feet. Wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Who are they playing? Does it does it know? Doesn't that? say, uh, Chris. Okay. Uh, doesn't say, doesn't so, say. So that was the first Twins home run or the first Killebrew first, Twins home first, run? First Killebrew home run for the Twins. But he had hit some for what? Hitting? I just said hitting. He had hit some. <laughs> had hit some for Washington. John, I'll try. Were. I'll try it one more time. Here we go. Yeah, Start it was over. the first as as a twin. Oh, God, John, I really missed you. Har- <laughs> it's the same team. John, they moved from Washington. Yes, yes, John. Harmon Killebrew hit his first home run as a twin. Yep. But he had home but, runs as a senator. And John. and it's the same team. It just moved. John. So. John. Oh, John. Jeez, God, John. <laughs> John. You know what you are, John? You're obtuse. obtuse. You're obtuse. Man. They weren't called the, the twins in Washington, John. But they're the same team. John. I'm sorry. That was his That's ninth sorry. season. Wait, yeah. one, two, three, 61? four, five, six, seven. Sorry, eighth. Oh, God, Reeves. Eighth Reeves. season. Did he come up 54, he, 55? Uh, 54 at 18 years old. Yeah. Was He was a bonus baby, and in those days, if you gave him that much money, you had to keep them on the Major League roster. Oh, sure. Which which was bad for a lot of players. Obviously, it worked out for Harmon. In 1959, uh, but, he hit 42 home runs as a member of the Washington Senators. You know, the Senators became the Twins, right? I did know that in 1961. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on with the news, shall we? By the way, yeah, one more item. They canceled the uh, the 2020 MLB Hall of Fame induction. I saw that. Let's hit pause here. Let's hit pause for a second. Such, when when is John Hite going to be with us again? Tomorrow? Probably next week. Probably next week. Well, (laughs) whenever John decides to join us again, let's roll tape on the cluster bleep that it is <laughs> trying to get John hooked up. And we've all, for years and years, yep. we've all laughed at Such, and we've made videos, and we've posted on it, and we had fun on Zoom on it. Uh, but Such is an angel. He's a technical a god compared to I'm, John Hunt. I'm Steve Jobs compared to you, John. You know, John, it's we, just, it's really frustrating trying to get you I made one up. simple error this morning. That was it. One simple but error. And, and you made an error last, earlier this week and last week and the week before. And I haven't, I've only had this microphone a week, Kenny. Come and on. And John, the, the more simple the error, the longer it seems to take you to remedy it. But today was a dumb one. It really was, which is why, why did it take a half hour? Here's, let me just explain to the listener. I forgot to plug in my headphones. That was the problem this morning. Jeez. And, and then exacerbating 
exacerbating the problem. Today, of all days, Such decides we're going to tape at 11.30. And by 11.30, he doesn't mean 11.30.15. He means 11.30. So at 11.28, Such is going out of his uh-huh. mind because you can't hit the right button, Mr. FYI. I noticed you guys started, though, right on time, 11.30. You sure perfect. did. So, yeah. See? Well, there's a there method to method to our madness. Right. John, thank okay. you. Thank okay. you very much. It's been fun, Go Johnny. Thanks yeah, for coming on. Get the bricks, pal. Say there. Uh, he was a senator then. <laughs> oh. With the, uh, be, uh, we're going to hear the governor at 2 p.m. There presumably will be additional stay-at-home orders. Uh, Schmelz keeps an eye on that. Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood, the southeast quadrant of Highway 61 and 36. You can't miss it. They're open from uh, Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturdays from 9 to 2 p.m. And the on-site, on-site sales are appointment only. You get your own service. You get your own treatment by an individual. There's no browsing and no tire kicking, so there aren't people gathered on the sales floor. Uh, you call After you go to the websites, pick out what you're most interested in, you call Schmelz for your appointment, and you'll be treated like royalty. Go to SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com, Pick out the uh, car or SUV or sports car you're most interested in. Do your homework. Call for an appointment and go get the uh, go get the car. Take a test drive. The whole deal. Six five one two four three four three one six. We're not going to stop driving. COVID ain't going to beat us. We got to drive. Six five one two four three four three one six. That smells countryside. Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. In Maplewood. Hey, GLers, I think we can all agree that we are dying to get out of the house, and a lot of us are itching to swing the clubs. Well, I have great news. Golf is open for business, and Wisconsin courses excuse me, are open right now. We would love it if you could book a tee time with our new partners at Siren National Golf Club in Siren, Wisconsin. They are, of course, following all safety protocols to ensure your safety and the course employees. It's just about an hour and a half from the Twin Cities. Our friends, Jeff and Sarah, are the owners and are true diehard GLers. They are both very excited to welcome fellow GLers to the course. It's a beautiful 19-hole championship course. Yes, they have an extra hole. Mature pine and hardwood forest line, bent grass, fairways and greens, a lot of great natural features like woods, water, and rock. And there are no houses on the course. You are in the North Woods. It's perfect for both veteran and beginner golfers, golfers, and also very affordable. Jeff and Sarah have priced rounds very fair. They want people to have fun without breaking the bank. Book your tee times now at sirennational.com. We would love it if you could support our fellow GLers and play Siren National. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Uh, loyal GL listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland, read the same piece I read today in the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Mayor Jacob Fry delivered his State of the City address from his office at City Hall. 
He said that after making his annual speech from unique venues like theaters and laboratories, he was hoping to make this year's remarks from a city park with food trucks cooking in a music festival playing to usher in the summer. But amid a pandemic, his office will have to do. It seems uh, the mayor, Steve writes, might be catching on to something that you and all the GLers have maintained for years. The notion that a city's government's that a city government's one job is to address the core needs of a city. The mayor stated that rather than pushing major policy changes, the city will focus on providing basic services like clean water and police protection. Imagine that. I'm sure that high-density housing and plastic bags will be on the agenda before we know it. So we should enjoy this respite and hope the salon dwellers might learn that saving taxpayer dollars can actually be a smart practice for a a city. Stay healthy and keep pushing back. Steve Mulholland. I'm not holding out a great deal of hope that the salon will be converted, uh, but I'm holding out hope that they're beginning to see some light. Uh, Joe, I either succeeded as a parent or have started a dysfunctional habit. I started listening since 93. I was in my 20s painting houses, 30 feet in the air, hanging off a ladder with a roller full of paint, laughing at the antics of GL. I have taken all of the teaching with great interest and adopted the lexicon and behavior of the Gumption County people. As my family grew, the kids I used to have walked away when I, was, when I would be on the deck with the first beer after painting, recalling the show from that day. They grew up hearing the three prices you pay, FFLF, permission, etc. Now, as one of those adult children is off on her own, CI Girl Charity in Denver, she listens to the podcast every day. The boy, soon to be a junior at UND, listens as he makes the drive back and forth on weekends when he comes home, uh, although now in my house every day. Which brings me to why I'm writing. As this COVID thing grew and your coughing led to the phrase perfect health, the boy took it one step further. He announces after every cough, sneeze, burp, or whatever, perfect health. (laughs) Today, as we were talking, he stumbled in his speech. Words in the brain didn't come out in the mouth, come out of the mouth in the right order. Without hesitation or breath, perfect health was heard. Thanks for the years of education and entertainment from a GL family, Roger. Thank you, Roger. Fantastic. That's very kind. The yeah. lady we always hear from from Denver. That's not charity, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, same guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah, she's cool. You got Royce's Costa Rica thing handy? I can find it. Just give me one second, sir. Mm-hmm. Because right. uh, frequent contributor Jordy said something, and you might want to. I'm ready. You might want to have it. Uh, Costa Rica is prescribing hydroxychloroquine for COVID 19 patient patients joining a growing list of several countries using the anti-malarial drug. Imagine that, uh, Jordy notes. They aren't waiting until they are damn near dead to use it. Costa, Costa bleepin' Rica. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Costa bleepin' Rica. Which was in reference to Pat watching some soccer tournament or something. Yes, because the U.S. lost to Costa Bleep and Rica. Wasn't that the deal? And when Pat was watching a sporting event while live on the radio, you had to be very careful because his mind would drift away from being on the radio and he would start doing his normal commentary about whatever he was watching on TV. I miss the days of doing sports talk in the afternoon with a Twins game on. Hey, look at it. There it goes. Run, you fat ass. (laughs) Hit the bleeping ball. 
Oh. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Hail you. Just watched the Spybot Nature Show on PBS. Interesting, if a bit gimmicky, but I learned some positive things for Positive Thursday. Somewhere there is plenty of production money to make spy bots. They sure made a lot of them for this show. There were turtle egg spy bots and grub spy bots and elephant spy bots. There are also so many Ridley sea turtles that there are not enough nesting sites. Positive for sea turtles. Not terribly positive, but comical. Gorillas are especially flatulent. Positive for the bloated gorilla, I guess. Again, comically positive. Proboscis monkeys make sounds like Charlie Brown's schoolteacher. Be well, reaching for positives, Bert. Yeah, the uh, the UK Sun, a tabloid, has a great video of gorillas singing, and then when they realize people are watching them, they really rip loud ones. I like turtles. <laughs> yeah, I was in, within the time limit. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's not a gorilla fart. You need a. I mean, they're almost explosive. You they're, know, I, as long as we're down this path, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, our guy Rex Chapman on Twitter, he he's got all the funny animal videos, and the boys and I, uh, we found a video of a trail cam, Kenny. That caught a deer, uh, letting one fly. Let's just say, and boy, did we have some fun with that one. Oh, I bet your boy thought that was something. We uh, we watched huh? it over and over again for about twenty straight minutes, and she finally looked at us and said, "Are you are you three done now?" Yeah, are you? You know, no. She said, "You're done." <laughs> Such, I should have called you on. Uh, was it Monday or Tuesday night? PBS had a show about the building of uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral. Oh, cool. Watched every minute of it. Oh, wasn't that every fascinating? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Really, I good love show. that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Only topped by bridge building. Yeah. Only topped by bridge building. Say, uh, what a great weekend is forecast, including uh, the warning we have for a for an opener tomorrow in Garage Logic. So even today might be the right time to get up to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and uh, load up the inventory for a wonderful weekend of grilling. The COVID uh, ain't going to stop us from eating. And as we talked to Spencer yesterday, we learned that if you can't find that product you need in the grocery store, uh, uh, Spencer undoubtedly has it at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's on Highway 61, right at the north end of Hugo. You can't miss it. Brats, burgers, sliders. He's scrambling to try to get the meatloaf put back together, but you GLers just cleaned him out of house. Sorry. Yeah. He had 500 people there last Saturday. So uh, <laughs> figure out your timing so you can get hey, in there. It's like, you know what? It's like, it's like a meat Woodstock. I, right. It's like I Woodstock. Have, people, I, people are barking miles away <laughs> and hitchhiking. I have a prediction. I have a prediction. With the weather forecast for tomorrow and the fact that so many GLers celebrate the uh, the garage door opener, I bet he beats that tomorrow. Tomorrow or Saturday. I think tomorrow. Or today. Yeah, that's true, too, in preparation for tomorrow. That's a good point. Just lovely, lovely weather. And I repeat the uh, public service announcement from earlier in the show. The, uh, we have issued a garage door opener warning. The watch has been lifted. Conditions are are favorable for a warning. Mm. Don't bring up the meatloaf. I can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Spencer. We're going to keep bringing up the meatloaf. Just to, People just are going to go in there and run. demand it. He's the only client that got mad at us because he sold out of right. something. Right. <laughs> you know what he's doing? He's getting... He's getting uh, 
uh, lumberjack. He's getting lumberjack. Yeah, he's getting lumberjack. He's too successful. <laughs> the, guy, the guys in the back whipping up the meatloaf are yeah. walking out in protest. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love it there. It's really good stuff. Uh, 130 oh. different kinds of brats. Oh, my word. They're just wonderful. It's a great treat for the family, especially now that we're here in the grilling season. Okay, boys, tomorrow, cross your fingers. We're looking for an opener. I, uh, yeah, it's it's going to happen, don't you think? It's got to happen. I think it will. I'm yeah, very too. positive about it. Very well, positive on a positive Thursday. Positive Thursday. Yeah. All right. And even though no ice out dates today, we're not done with ice outs yet. Thank goodness. All right. Thank how about, you, how about How about suggestions for people that are maybe having an ice out? Maybe up north they want to send it your way. No? No. 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 You're no. good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, Pod MN is your home for all of the Garage Logic podcasts. And also, please don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. We greatly appreciate your support. Talk to you tomorrow.